This is More Than 5%, a podcast dedicated to covering the stories of women in sports. Whatever the sport, whatever the role, everyone is welcome. Now, let's join our hosts, Zoe Hicks and Carly Jackson, for a weekly conversation with women who inspire. everyone welcome back to more than five percent a podcast focused specifically on women in sports i am one of your co-hosts zoe hicks and i am your other co-host carly jackson and today we have uh one of my favorite people on um just as a person so outgoing so friendly so welcoming like if you're having a conversation with her like you are the only person that matters the words that are coming out of your mouth like she's so focused she makes you feel so special um she has an insane amount of experience in the AT world so I'm super excited to talk about Katie Reyes today and have her chat with us so hi Katie welcome on thanks for having me all thank you thank you Of course. So we're going to start this episode as we start every episode with a little bit of good shit. So Katie, you can start us off. Good shit. Let's see. Probably where I'm at in life right now. I'm like on a high. Loving life, loving who I'm with, hanging out with all my friends and family type of thing. Um, Everyone's good. We're all positive. So yeah. That's awesome. I love that. That is some high quality good shit right there. All right, I'll go. Um, Today, I had a great lift with my teammates. It was just good vibes, good music, just awesome to be together. So that's my good shit for the day. Aw, perfect. Just a good, wholesome lift. Love that. Um, For me, my good shit, I will be traveling for the next couple of weeks. So me and my mom had a little mommy-daughter day. We got our nails done. We went for brunch. Um, She had a little professional photo shoot. So I was doing her social media stuff for that. Um, But yeah, just a little quality time day just a little bit spending spending some time together before we go our separate ways lots of nice. good shit to go around lots of good shit. <laughs> let's just get right into our episode today okay so katie a little bit about your background um former collegiate softball player at howard college and oklahoma baptist uh former juco bandit which we love the juco bandits around here um first girl to record a game-winning hit in the little league world series in 2009 at the ripe age of 13 years old. So there's lots of news clippings online if you want to Google Katie Reyes Little League World Series. So do your own research on that. That's It's everywhere. Uh, there's also lots of throwback pictures with that as well. Um, 2022 AT intern for the Toronto Blue Jays baseball team. So was hanging out in the dugout with a major league ball club this past season. So that's insane. Um, as well as the Toronto Metropolitan University women's varsity soccer team. So on the sidelines. Um, and then her volunteering is what absolutely blew me away. So student AT with the BC Lions, the Toronto Rock Lacrosse, Canada Soccer, and the PWPHA. So like, just on top of you actually working as an AT, your volunteer work is like with some of the biggest teams in Canada and in the Toronto area. So that's insane to look at. Um, as well as from where we know her, um, Team BC, both a coach and a player. So Katie Reyes, I could talk about you all day, um, but let's let you talk a little bit. Super happy to have you on the show, Katie. Played against you a few times and just have heard so much about you and um, everything is just so positive and good and um, just really, really happy to highlight your story. So let's get into it. Um, Tell us how you got involved in baseball, Little League, you want to start? Yeah, so uh, started in Little League. So my brother played, he's two years younger than me. We're six years old, seven years old, something like that. And uh, his goal was Little League World Series. I did not know what that was growing up. I was like, 
you guys travel for baseball? I thought it was just at home type of thing. You know, you're driving five minutes away to your backyard and you play with all your neighbors type of thing. That's what I thought baseball was, which is what I loved. Um, and then as we got older, practices started to be becoming a little bit more intense. You know, the commitment is is needing to be there. So at the age of 13, I wanted a summer, but I was like, no, I want to play baseball with my friends. Never mind going to amusement parks, never mind going to, um, you know, outings with, with, I mean, what do you do as a 13 year old? You just kind of follow your parents around or your cousins or something. Um, but yeah, so I started hanging out with, with my baseball team and we made it to the Little League World Series, which is really cool. Um, and I was there with a girl named Bryn. Um, we kind of keep in contact a little bit. She's down in Texas, which is really cool. So when I was down there, um, when I was at JUCO, she was she was there as well. So it was kind of fun in keeping connection with that. But then after baseball, at the age of 13, they always tell you to go into softball. So I had to make that. I didn't have to, but I just made that transition um, going into that. One of my best friends who played baseball with me, she she had convinced me to to try softball. I did not want to. I just, I threw down my glove, threw down the ball. I was like, this is a stupid game. No way. No person would want to throw a big neon green ball. Um, but then I also fell in love with the environment there. So the girls were great growing up. We were a lot more intense. They were looking for college scholarships. And so through that, um, I'm still very close with uh, one of my girlfriends who went down to JUCO with me from my high school team. And so we went to Howard together, which was really fun. Um, so I got to spend time with her, spend time with uh, the team in Texas, grow as a human being, but it was a lot of work. When I tell you, it's like you're waking up and playing ball and there's like no rules in JUCO. It's just like you play and that's it. That's all I wanted. There was, I mean, yes, school is essential. I think school is great to have, but I was there to play. I, I didn't care about anything else. And so my parents always emphasize on if you want to experience or if you want to have fun in university, then enjoy that route while you can. You could always go, go to school at the end of the day. So I was trying to do that route first. And then from there, I went to Oklahoma Baptist University. And it's funny because in America, you, you start in August. I think school starts in August, right? So you're yeah. there early. It's not like September and you roll in. It's like you're there in August. And I signed to Oklahoma Baptist August 1st or August 2nd. And I didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to go. I didn't know if I was going to continue to play ball. I thought that was it. But I was still practicing during the summer, still playing, still training. And then all of a sudden, there was a couple of schools that had act actually asked me end of, uh, end of the summer. Signed, flew on a plane the next week went out to Oklahoma Baptist University. And it's cool because JUCO, we made nationals twice. We went to JUCO nationals out in, I think it's- I think it's Utah. It's yeah, Utah, Utah. Yeah, Utah. Yeah, 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 Utah. Went to Utah. That was pretty cool. We were playing against um, like Chipola. There was another one from Arkansas maybe. Anyways, great teams, great teams. And then when I transferred to Oklahoma Baptist University, we actually won nationals. That was pretty cool too. Um, and then our senior year, we started to get a little bit tired. And um, I think the team dynamic was a little bit different, which was okay too at the end of the day. And then after that, Coach Ken, I don't know if you know who Coach Ken is, but uh, old man Coach Ken, G-Pop, Team BC head coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Been around. He's been um, keeping an eye on, I guess, my career 
in softball and has always asked me to play um, baseball. And I was like, who's this man asking me to play baseball? He knew my brother. So through the batting cages, because we were always together, he was like, why is this girl always just hitting softballs? She can hit baseballs too. Why doesn't she do, do both? And so I told him, at the end of my softball career, I will let you know if I want to play baseball. So he was like, just come out to practice one day and then just have a feel for that. If you don't want to play, you say, you could say you tried. And then if you, if you do love it, then continue with us. I met Stacy, Liz, Emily, Paige, a bunch of Team BC women's players. And then they were like, come to nationals with us in Montreal, just like that a week or two later. And I was like, what? This is crazy. Um, and then through that, I just ended up falling in love with baseball again and and then finally, I guess, continued it. So I was very sad to have not gotten that opportunity earlier. I'm very stubborn. I wish I continued baseball, but I guess it just wasn't in the cards. But yeah, yeah. and now I'm here. Now you're here. Look at you, mm -hmm. doing your thing. Um, I think with women's baseball specifically, like once you're in, you can't get out. Like oh, yeah. I've been in since I was, what, 18, 19? And yeah. it's it's always like, hey, Zoe, like, when are you coming back for the summer? Hey, Zoe, like, we have this event scheduled. Like, it's assumed. You're then in. You're in forever for yeah. life. So, for life. No, it's true. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's probably the same. All three of us are from different provinces. So it's probably the exact same. Like, you just keep getting those emails and you just keep showing up to those practices. And then oh, you're yeah. at Nationals and we're all, like, mid-20s. We're going to be there till we're mid-30s. And then we're just 40s. Come on. Keep, like, keep answering the like, emails. <laughs> I mean, I think that's an amazing thing with, with baseball in Canada is it's just such a community. Like you decide when you're done, like those, you know, like you said, like those head coaches will keep, will keep at it. We'll keep pushing you. We'll keep, you know, recruiting players to come play and they're just happy to be there, happy to be available. But yeah, that's awesome. As a former JUCO player myself, um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that I do now as an adult in the professional kind of sphere that I attribute to my JUCO time. I'm like, this is, I learned this at JUCO. Is there anything that you can think of like, or pinpoint that's like, yeah, I, I figured that out at my JUCO and I still do it now because it works. It's probably work ethic. If you are not practicing or playing or trying to create a craft that you really want at the end of the day, I think time and effort plays a big role. And so we're in the cages, I kid you not, at like three in the morning. Why? Even if it was just to hang out, we were in the cages at three in the morning or hitting at two, two o'clock in the morning, or we'd be going to workouts and lifts early. This also played um, an account in my Oklahoma Baptist University school. We had this thing called Bison Wars at 4.45 in the morning. Why? I, I don't know, but they all say it helps you, you know, both mentally and physically, like you're grinding as a team. Nobody, nobody's left out. But we would work out at 4.45 in the morning. You're not even awake, you know, but you know the schedule. You do it every time. You go to classes at 8. You maybe, you have to have lunch in because you're going to starve when you go to practice at 2. You know, you get, you don't even get studying done till, till after, after practice. Then you have to eat and then you have study hall and then you lift after maybe, you know. Yeah. So it's like this, this cycle. But if you don't put any effort into it, then at the end of the day, why are you there? That's probably the biggest thing. The why. Why are we here? Because you yeah. want to get better. You want to get stronger. You want to get faster. You want to be a better athlete. You want to be better, you know, mentally, physically, or a human being, you know. So um, there's a lot of positives going through both JUCO and university. But if I had to take one thing, it was probably time effort. Yeah. I say that all the time is what you get out of JUCO is what you put into JUCO. So if you show yeah. up and like do the bare minimum, you're going to be a good JUCO player. 
But if you sure. show up and like do everything at the best of your ability, you're going to like find success in other ways because like Juco's tough. It is a rough, it's a rough situation a lot of the time. So like if you find ways to, you know, use that and just say, okay, I'm going to embrace the suck. It's going to, it's going to be terrible. And I'm, I'm just going to get through it. And I'm going to push myself through these moments instead of like, oh, yeah. it's going to suck. And I'm going to drag my ass the whole time. Like yeah, yeah. if it's going to suck anyway, you might as well put your, put your whole self into it and then figure out where to go from there. But yeah. 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 I love what you said too about remembering your why right yeah. like remembering why you do something why you get out of the bed why why the heck you're there because you're being so mindful of um what you're putting so much effort and time and love right? into. Yeah. i think that's such a good message and just super important no matter what you do right it's remembering why you're do why you're putting this part these parts of yourself into something and what it's going to become because you're doing that mm-hmm. very very cool yeah. yeah um so you mentioned that you were a national champion you won nationals um do you have like a specific favorite memory from like either whatever year in college that you want like a specific memory that you're like yeah I look back on this and I'm like really proud or it makes me happy or this is my best friend or like a specific memory that you can just pinpoint and be like yes this is my favorite memory from college I think I've, I've had so many that when I look back it's just like the people I meet they're you're in the same place at the same time doing the same things if you love it or not you're still there together type of thing and you're go you're just going through this this life this season of life together you know juco you have them for two years actually technically if you have sophomore or or um, freshman or senior whatever you guys call it you know you get them for a, a season and that's it and then your seniors leave and then you get a new freshman group in and then you just kind of continue from there but um i have a lot of close friends from from university down there and i still keep in contact with them some of them are our coaches now, which is really cool. Some of them are doing AT, AT stuff down in the state. So um, connecting with them is really, really fun, um, especially when it comes to baseball and um, rivalries. And a lot of them are very big in like Texas, you know, Houston Astros, stuff like that. So, you know, those, uh, those rivalries down the line is really fun to have. But at the end of the day, we're, we're big, massive sports fans. So it's pretty fun. For sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, So next, I would really like to get into some athletic therapy stuff, um, which I think is so cool. I also took athletic therapy in college, so I am just like, I'm a bit starstruck here. So so kind of just a general question here, but have you always wanted to be an AT? You have like a lot of experience in AT, volunteer, working, student experiences. Um, but when did you, when did, how long have you been involved and when did you start getting involved? So actually it's funny because I guess when you look at my resume, it looks like I have a lot of experience, but when I look at my own resume, I feel like I've done nothing, which is so weird. And I hate downplaying, Mm -hmm. um, you know, yourself or others never want to do that. When you take a look at like role models, right? You, you look at those people who have done so many things. Um, whether it's an AT, whether it's in sports, they're an athlete, they're just within the sports sports world. They put a lot of uh, time and effort into their craft. And I feel like because I'm still a student, I haven't even explored that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just been so lucky with the opportunities given through people I meet, through people I've, I've talked to and interacted with that said, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Come hang out with us in Montreal or in uh, I think it was Ottawa for the PWHPA tournament and I was like you're talking to me right this is crazy this is mind-blowing meeting gold medalist athletes from 
um, from their Olympic games or just like hanging out on the bus with them. And I'm like, you are, you're cool. You're a professional athlete and I can't believe I'm working with you guys. So is the Jays. I'm still, every time I walk into the, into the clinic or into the treatment room, I'm like, I'm literally sitting beside some big name guys. Like this is, this is kind of cool. Just having, just shooting shit. How's your day today? You know? Oh, you're still in school, man. I don't even remember what school looked like. And I was like, yeah, I, I could see that. You're focused on baseball. That's totally fine. So it's, it's pretty fun, but it, AT world is definitely a grind. Mm -hmm. It has, just imagine you as an athlete going to practice, you know, going into class, going to practice after, but with ATs, especially as a student right now, it's you're an hour before the practice, you know, prepping the players, whoever needs anything, hanging out at the practice making sure everybody's okay hanging out an hour after practice making sure everybody's still fine going to class doing study stuff etc and then same thing repeats so it's a little more of a grind but it's pretty cool that's awesome I love hearing about it like I'm such a such a geek for AT stuff and I just <laughs> like when I saw that you were with the Jays I was like that is so cool man it's so cool um it just what a what a fun experience and like yeah um yeah. I really liked you know your point is really interesting about you know we so if you compare this to athletics right where it's like mm -hmm. okay as athletes we've put years and years of experience into our sports right and then we find other crafts throughout our throughout our lives right so for you yeah. it would be AT or athletic therapy and you feel inexperienced because you haven't spent you know the same twelve years or fifteen years that you spent playing a sport now you have let's say three, four, five, six years of studying, but not directly in the field. So it doesn't feel as, as significant because yeah. the timeline is so different. I think that's such a, I think it's actually more common than we talk about in, in, in a lot of different fields. I think probably almost all athletes kind of deal with this. They're like, oh, well, I've been playing, you know, baseball since I was five. So that's probably the thing I'm the most skilled at where, you know, you might pick up a guitar for six months and feel like you're not good at it because you've only been playing for six months. I think- mm that's a really interesting thing but I mean what you're doing is incredible it's incredible and I really think that your experience as an athlete um, is probably just so beneficial to the athletes you work with now um, because you get it you understand and um, I'm sure like it's just it's really awesome to hear your story but um, it's so cool to hear that you're involved and in making a difference in these people's lives so um, seriously hats off to you that's that's amazing thanks Carly I hope so I hope I do um, I guess at the end of the day I want them to learn why we get injured, you know, how we can prevent it. You know, it, it's them at the end of the day. Um, it's just me, I guess, being a little bit of like that teacher, you know, um, not doing it for them, but teaching them how to better themselves at the end of the day. I think that's what's probably the biggest thing with AT. Mm -hmm. um, because as an athlete, you're always like, why? Why can't I, why can't I hit a fastball right down the middle? But why can I hit one that's like, you know, up above my head? Or like, why can I hit curveballs so well, but I can't, you know, hit a changeup or something like that? Crazy things. But it's it's always the the whys for me, I guess you could say. And I I'm I, I like I said, I'm a little stubborn and I want to know everything. I want to know everything possible of like how to get better. As like I said, as an athlete or as a human being. And so, I guess putting in my time and effort for for others in the AT world is one of the biggest things I want to to give back because as an athlete they want to perform their best I want them to perform their best so I'm like here take all my information as much as I try to know you know yeah. and then that's about it but yeah priceless priceless 
Okay, I want to loop back to the Blue Jays thing because obviously, like, that's a huge deal, right? Like, that's insane. You spent you spent the 2022 MLB baseball season in the Blue Jays dugout. Like, that is like bananas to say out loud. And I think, like, like you just said, it's it's hard to believe at some points. Like, you have to pinch yourself. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about how you know you got involved with that. How you know it felt like to be around the Bobachets of the world, just hanging out. Like, tell us, like, walk us through that whole thing. Hi, both. You're listening, but it's not. It's so. So I'm from Vancouver, from Vancouver, BC, and BC has an athletic therapy program as well. It's Camosun, so it's on the island, um, Mount Royal. There's a couple of others throughout um, Canada. I think they're like seven or eight, but Sheridan Athletic Therapy Program in Brampton here. Um, has the Blue Jays opportunity. So I'd gotten into a couple of athletic therapy programs, but I was like, mom, I'm going to shoot for the moon and I'm going to get into this program and I'm going to try to apply myself to the internship for the Blue Jays. And my mom was a little skeptic. She was like, okay, but this is like once in like, I don't know, a million, you know, like giving me all the statistics of like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. My brother also always says this to me too, because I tend to do this all the time. Um, and he's like, and my, my parents and my, my brother are like, don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket, but hope for something, but don't expect it. I can wish I can do everything I want, but sometimes at the end of the day, if it doesn't come to me, then be okay with it, you know, move on. You can still try to reach for the second best level or even something better. You know, opportunities will will always come, um, whether you're looking for it or not. Um, and so I got into Sheridan, which is a really fun program. Um, but then COVID hit. And so we were like, what does this mean? What does this mean for internships? Are we still able to, to be in, in placements? Um, and they weren't for, I think it was the, the second year. I was at school. So I was like, all right, the odds are really slim now. Like I'm not going to be able to, to get this Blue Jays opportunity. So in my third year, um, there was this, this girl before me, her name is Kia. She's a goat. She's so cool. Um, has won many championships with the teams she's been at, been in as well. So she's been in CBL, which is the Canadian basketball league, I believe with the honey badgers. She won with her TMU or Ryerson uh, university, uh, women's basketball so she won a natty champ with that like this girl's this girl's cool um, and she was with the Jays and I had asked her um, somebody to look up to being like how's this process look you always want to ask I guess your role models if you can or people you look up to of like how did you get here so I can try to get there or you know learn from your mistakes or learn from your experiences and so through that I had I bugged her and I was like I feel so bad but this girl I'm like yo what does this look like? How do I get in? What does my resume have to look like? And at the end of the day, I had learned is if they like you personality wise, if you can fit into the, into the environment, you know, if you understand, if you could read a room, that's probably the biggest thing they want to take because you're in a professional level. They're always going to teach you something. You're always going to learn something, but is it, can you mesh well and be comfortable in an environment like that? I guess through my experiences and you know wanting to be in an environment like that like it it, it gave me a good step up um, I had applied interviewed nerve-wracking there was a panel um, and then after that it was like a driving home one day and I got a phone call it was like Florida and I was like 
who's calling me from Florida? Missed the call, decided not to answer it. And I was like, no, I can't, I have to, I have to call back. So I called back and they're like, hey, Katie. So, and then they basically told me I, I got the internship opportunity. I'm driving home and I swear, I was like, I just wanted to just, I was on the highway. I couldn't really pull over. So I was freaking out. Called my mom immediately, told mom, told my brother, told my dad, um, and then called a couple best friends from back home because I was not supposed to tell my classmates just yet. Just because with the process, they, they say they have to give a letter or an email saying like, thank you so much for applying. Unfortunately, you did not make um, the 2022 season. So I had to keep it a little hush-hush for a second. My, my close friends knew because I can't, I can't hide anything. I suck at lying. Um, and then through that, they brought me in in April, gave me a tour. I met everybody. Kid you not, first day, probably bumped into like Guriel, Vladi, and Teoscar Hernandez in one day. And I was like, yo, this is, this is really cool met Matt Chapman I was like no big deal I was you know you know these players you play this sport I was like this is crazy this is crazy but you know you have to keep that professional level that tried to hide my facial expressions a lot which is very hard for me to do they made it very comfortable um, to be in in the treatment room or in the yeah treatment area it's pretty cool so they've got trainers physios ATs um, their desks are in the treatment room. It's blocked off, obviously, like you have a door to go in. They have a doctor's office, x-rays, um, a hydro tank. It was really nice. They had a woman's change room. So had my own little locker, had my own little shower, um, bathroom, everything, um, because there's also a, a female RMT. Her name is Melissa. So um, she's been she's been a godsend this year too. She's really cool. Um, works with Myo Detox, Lululemon Ambassador. Yeah, we're Crazy. gonna have her. We're gonna have her on the pod soon. So. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. So they have a locker for her as well, and then uh, Kia too, whenever she comes by. So that was really nice because the year prior with Kia, I had heard that she'd have to walk across the hall to go put her stuff in um, or change. You know, so I was extremely blessed to have my internship a little bit more, um, I guess, inclusive with females being a part of the environment, which is really good to see because you don't hear about that stuff, that side of stuff um, in, in pro sports. You see them like, you know, there's a, there's a closet and you can just hide your stuff in. And I'm like, oh, why, why can't we feel like we're a part of the team? Cause we are, you know, especially with Mel who's been working with them for quite some time now, which is really cool. But having to see that change of environment is really nice to have in especially in pro sports with males right so yeah yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's insane and this is going to sound super weird but like it's amazing that you weren't the first like we're seeing a lot we're seeing a lot of firsts of women in sports women in pro sports like first this or whatever right it's Mm -hmm. incredible that you have an experience right now that you were not the first people came before you to blaze that trail and like you said like you asked the people that you looked up to, you asked the role ma- models for their experiences. And like, there are women that you can ask. There are women that have like already done the work. So then you show up and you're like, yeah, like I'm happy to be involved, but like, this is in- like, you're not the first. And I don't mean that yeah. as a slight, like, like no, you're right. doing amazing things, but like, you're not, you're not the first one who had to do this. And you had to like stamp your feet and be like, oh, I need a change room, blah, blah, blah. Like people yeah. have done the work and noticed that like, this is impactful for people. Yeah. No, I definitely appreciate Kia for for definitely being that trailblazer. But yeah, I think they're starting to understand that 
um, there is a place for women in sports. So just keep knocking down those brick walls. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So involved with professional baseball, involved with little league, involved with team BC baseball now. Um, so you've been coaching with team BC as well as playing. Tell us about kind of what made you want to get into coaching and what do you want to help your athletes with as a coach? It was probably, probably Stacey Fournier. Um, Stace, M, Paige, Liz, um, Claire, Nikki, ones who were in the diamond all the time with like the younger ones. I was like, I want to help out ACA as well. Big shout out to ACA. Um, definitely would bug her about like, how can I do this better? How can I play better? How can I, anything. Um, she'd always have an answer. Whether it was, uh, whether it was a good one for me to hear was was up to her i guess yeah she um, was gonna but she was gonna give you her whole opinion she was gonna give it all she was gonna give it she all, give it all. Like, yeah definitely need to hear that right now yeah um like stacy stacy right now is coaching up at sfu um you know so she's involved her involvement with not just baseball bc but softball still in general massive massive for a player like that and i i've always admired sharing and learning experiences to to the younger ones um and so Having her ask me come out for some of the high performance or development camps, um, especially with, with Team BC, with the younger girls, um, was really fun. I think Logan Wedgwood or AJ Pluta, Coach yeah, Pluta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're always there at the camps, especially with the, the higher-ups in, in BC. With Baseball BC, they're always asking to. They, they love female leads. They always want it to grow as well. So they do a really good job involving women. Yeah. Kirsty Watson, coach Watson's, um, her involvement too is, is really good. She's down in Vancouver. So she's always, um, applying herself with also baseball, uh, men's baseball with the younger guys. She's always there that includes the girls. Um, but they have these camps every summer. Um, I think they're trying to expand that. And so it's, it's like ages eight to like 21, Everybody's there. They split them up into groups. Um, and then through that, we just teach them what we know, you know, regular ground balls, regular fly balls, how to hit, et cetera. Um, and then at, at the camp, it's, it's really cool because boys get a lot of fun tools, you know, speed, velocity, jump mats, everything. They get to see how far they hit, how hard they hit. And women, unfortunately, don't get that when you're young. Um, and so BC baseball does a great job of incorporating that, I think, in our high performance camp. So um, there'll be one day of testing and it's like, who could jump the highest on like a jump mat? Um, I think rain blew, blew everybody out of the water. She was like flying. This girl has wings. So she's just flying. No big deal. But then you have athletes doing long jump or seeing how fast they could run their 40 yard dash or something like that. Um, and then we also added the I think it's the hit tracks this this past year or two years ago. Um, so they're hitting BP and you can see how far they're hitting, how hard they're hitting. And, you know, they're trying to one up each other. So they're like, oh, tell me your score. Tell me your score. Tell me my score. I want to know. And so you see these younger girls wanting, you know, to be there. They're wanting to hang out with each other. They're wanting to get better with each other. So I think baseball BC right now is has already started, but they're they're always just trying to get better. Um, especially in the women field. So it's pretty cool to see and to be a part of. But I think at the end of the day, I think coaching has always been something I've loved, whether it was helping out players mentally or physically, you know, letting them know, hey, you are doing a good job, but this is how we could get better or have a coach to listen to. Like, I'll be here at the end of the day. 
you know, so yeah, it's been pretty, pretty sweet to be around. That's awesome. I love it. I'm hearing a very common theme of you looking out for other people and caring about the people that you do these things with. And I think that's a really special and a very important thing. So um, it's just very, it's a breath of fresh air to hear. And I just, I love it. I think it's, uh, the world needs a little bit more of that. You know, I think it's great. So things are going, things are going pretty, pretty freaking well for you. And this is awesome. You've done some amazing things. So my question for you is what's, what's your goal? Where do you see Katie Reyes in five, 10 years? And, and what do you, what do you want to be doing? Um, you know, as you continue to move forward with your life. You know what's funny is I love goals. Goals are probably like my number one thing I love to put down in a year. You know, first day of school, you put goals down for the year. What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? How are we going to get there? Little League World Series was probably like the first goal. I was like, you know what? Let's, let's try to achieve this. Mm -hmm. Scratch that off the list. It's like, okay, what next? College, college scholarship. Scratch that off the list. Like you just keep going. So um, I think it helps not being static throughout life. You know, you always just want to get better. You always want to achieve something. Um, but at this point in time, when I'm just trying to pass classes, like classes would probably be one of them. That's a good goal. But, <laughs> but I've like, I didn't ever see myself working in pro sports. Like it just wasn't, wasn't a thing. I thought it was going to be an athlete at the end of the day. You know, you get into AT and you're like, yeah, you'll, you'll help athletes. And the reason why I got into it was, I wanted to help athletes um, in a collegiate setting because that's all I've seen, right? That's all I knew. I was like, why, why would I want to get into a T um, in pro if I've never worked at it and I've never really seen anybody female-wise do that professionally until I saw um, Nikki, Nikki Huffman, I believe, was uh, with the Jays, right? Um, which was really cool to see on TV. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a female athletic therapist running out onto the field. I want to be like that. Um, so it's just like stuff like that. But because I didn't really see that in myself, I didn't know I was going to get into pro sports or want to get into pro sports. I thought it was just college and that was it. But I think at the end of the goal now, because I've had a little taste of that, I'd have to go back down to minors if I do want to get into baseball. So I know I'd have to stick out like 15, 20 years of minor leagues and then get up to the bigs. But I think that is that's the goal I think that's the goal maybe uh if I settle down with a kid and you know have a husband at the end of the day maybe settle into like a school university environment but I think pro sports is I want to kick at it just one time you know so. oh yeah passing classes today pro sports tomorrow simple Done. just that's just the day in the life of Katie Reyes <laughs> yeah that's yeah. awesome thank you for answering all of our deep questions with the best of your ability. Yeah. I think like for me, I've just been hearing all the, like this whole time of just, I want to be better. I want to be better regardless of what that is. Teammate, person, athletic therapist, like just find ways to be better. Um, and I think that's an amazing way to look at life is like, this is great. And I'm grateful for what I have now, but like, how can I improve? I'm not ready to sit on my butt and just like be where I'm at. Like I want to get better at everything. Um, and I think that's, that's something I resonate with just like coming from Juco. It's like, you kind of have to, like you either work hard or you go home, like you're not here anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good habit to pick up and to stick with. So I love that. Carly, do you have your silly questions now? Yeah, I do. All right. Are you ready? These are very, very silly. Okay. Nope. Um, it. It. And really just whatever comes to the top of your head, um, there's no wrong answers. There's one wrong answer. Uh, <laughs> I like 
All right. You can definitely be wrong. You can 100% be wrong. Yeah. I just know that when I was listening to podcasts, I was like, okay, hot dogs are good. Hot dogs are good. That's all I got. Yes, <laughs> hot dogs are good. If anyone takes anything from this podcast, it is hot dogs are <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, folks. <laughs> all right, next. Um, okay, question number one of the hot-hitting questions here. In your opinion, is cereal a soup? Yes or no? I heard this in your uh, podcast prior to this, but honestly, I think no. I think it's not a soup. Okay. It's not warm. Don't warm your tummy. I agree with uh, those statements over there. But yeah, sorry, cereal is the soup. I like that. We're three and zero for the cereal is soup for those that are tracking at home. Um, that it's not because it's not hot. No. Okay. No. Number two is a pop tart a ravioli. Whoa, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think uh, in Italian, I think ravioli does not equal pop pop tart. You know, um, if I was to peg ravioli as an Italian food, I'm assuming it is. Mm-hmm. Don't know my Italian, but don't think it's a pop tart. <laughs> yeah, and and my and my, I always kind of was like, it doesn't go in a toast. Like you don't put ravioli in a toaster, and I know that's not the only way to, you know, to heat up it. your yeah yeah yeah. Or you can you know eat it raw whatever, but. Yeah, that's I agreed. Agreed. Okay, that was the right answer. Okay, cool. Oh, poof. Two for two. That was a test and he passed. Two for two. Um, <laughs> okay, number three. This one might hurt your brain a little bit. Is a pea in a pod also considered an egg? Hmm. Pea and one pod? Or peas in a pod? Um, no, it is not an egg. Nah, there's no yolk, you know. There's no like something that Hugs the yolk, so I'm gonna say no on that. It also doesn't come from a chicken, so or you know, I mean, what other things eggs come from? (laughs) Just chickens, just chickens. Eggs only only come from chickens. (laughs) Yes. Could it could it be a seed? Could a pea in a pod be a seed? Could it see that? I could see that. I think closer than from a chicken and an egg, you know. Chicken or the egg? Chicken or the egg? Next question. Um, kidding. All right, last last uh, question here, and this comes from previous guest of ours, uh, Brie Cassidy and her wife. Um, okay. Question number four: Are socks shoes? Oh no, definitely not. I'm well, not wearing my socks function. on the cement. There's no right. way. Right, wow. but arguably, it's the same function with way less support. Right? If you think about it that way. Guess. Just a really crappy yeah. shoe. It's just the worst yeah. shoe in the world. Socks are just the worst shoes. <laughs> So you should just put a, but the thing is like, you have to, you got to put your sock in a shoe. You can't put a shoe in a shoe. Or you're wearing two shoes at the same time or four shoes if you have two feet. It would be. But unfortunately I cannot resonate with that. Socks are definitely not shoes. Okay. Yeah, that's an opinion and choice. I have, I have one. So um, in a previous episode, we were talking about the beep test and Katie, oh, had, some, Katie had some real things to say about the beep test. First of I all, do. first thing she said was, I like the beep test. Second yeah. thing I said was, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I would like, I would like you to explain how okay. your brain yeah, like pops out the answer of like, this is fun. I like this. How, 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 what is, what, why? 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 I think I'm so competitive that not only do I want to beat my teammates, but I, obviously I want to beat myself with when it comes to like the beep test, you know, always. 
but I think I've always like just wanted to beat whoever's speaking in the beep test. I was like, you are so annoying right now. I want to beat you so I don't have to listen to you. This was in high school. I remember doing this and my high school friends were like, Katie, you just need to stop. Like, we don't want to hear the beeps anymore. And I was like, okay. I I was like, I'm not, I was not that fit in high school. Didn't see a gym, you know, I was just active. I was just running, little ADHD running everywhere type of thing. You know, I was just always wanting to move. Um, and then when I got into JUCO, we had to do that a lot. We had to do, um, they called it something else, not just the beep test. Um, but it was basically lines on the gym floor, like basketball court, not suicides, but something a little more intense. And so there's this one, there was this one um, game we used to play with in JUCO is if you beat your teammates in this XYZ, like the beep test or burpees, you don't have to do the next exercise. You get to rest. And so first one obviously is the beep test. And I'm like, everybody's going down. I don't care who's, who's going to win. It's me. And so just through that, I was always comfortable running it. Mm-hmm. So I just continued to do it. But yeah, that's fair. Okay. Little- Okay, you know what? I respect it a lot. Beep test. You guys are going down, right? Really? Absolutely. No, you can have it. You can have it. <laughs> I, mm, yeah. My God. I'm really <laughs> forward running is not the forte. I'm more of like no. a close your eyes, hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I have, I have more PTSD with the beep test than I think anything else in my life. So I think like I would just get so overwhelmed. I'd be like, I don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, I'll do anything else. I'll do anything else. Like Same. burpees, I'll do a mil- million oh, burpees. But I will, million. if you say like, hey, do 300 burpees at once or the beep test, I'll be like, yep, you got oh, it. Oh, burpees. You got it, boy, you got it. God. Do you have anything else? Question. What? 300 burpees with the beep test. Oh, the beep test. That is good. Oh, People are going to be like, why do you care about this? this? <laughs> I just want to thank you both for having me online. Um, this was really fun. Super cool. Everybody listen to this podcast. Seriously. Um, you heard it here. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Folks. One and only. Quoted by Katie. But now I think everybody who hopefully listens to this will appreciate um, females in sports, you know, having a little bit more information when going into something um, they're unfamiliar with, whether it's a team, whether it's a sport they're playing, whether it's just an environment they want to get into. Um, so I honestly applaud you both for, for doing this. And I hope, I hope this continues. I hope females can see this platform and say, hey, like, you know, maybe they want to start a podcast. Cool. You know, or they want to get into um, pro sports too. So just seeing that, hearing that, um, I definitely, definitely love it. So absolutely, thank you. Oh, we're so happy to have you on and happy to be here, guys. This is a, yeah. this is a really awesome thing. Um, okay. That's all we have for everyone this week. Tune in next Thursday at 11 Central for another episode coming your way. Uh, Listen to Katie and listen to our podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at more5pct. And have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye, guys.